What's going on, Brick Stackers? I'm Alex Hillman, and this is a brand new episode of Stacking the Bricks. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We're super stoked you're here, and I'm excited to bring an episode to you that is from our archives, an episode that we have not previously released an interview with one of the customers, one of the readers of Amy's book, Just Fucking Ship. And if you're unfamiliar with Just Fucking Ship, it's a book that Amy wrote in 24 hours using the principles in the book itself. How meta is that? 21 principles for building and shipping things, shipping them on time, getting those creative ideas out of your head and into the real world. Nearly 3,000 people have actually picked up a copy of Just Fucking Ship, and today I'm excited to introduce you to one of them. Today's guest story may sound familiar to you. He had built and created some things in the past, maybe made a little bit of money here and there, but not had huge success. And by following some of the rules and just fucking ship, as well as cobbling together some of the things on our site that we published for free, he's been able to build an audience in the thousands. And at the time of this recording, which was nearly a year and a half ago, he had only just released his very first product to that audience. So he's going to share some early numbers with you. And then at the end of this podcast, I'll be back with some updates, including a code that you can use to get your own copy of Just Fucking Shit for a couple of bucks off the sticker price. So enjoy this episode with Donovan, and I'll see you at the end for some updates. I'm Donovan, and I'm a front-end developer. At the moment, I'm working full-time for a company here in Dublin that helps uh, athletes avoid injury. And in my spare time, when I'm not chasing around my two kids, I also create side projects and one of those is one called cssanimation.rocks so you've done other side projects before css animation rocks what other kinds of side projects had you done before this i've been making a few different projects for the past 10 years or so um i guess the biggest one was about 10 years ago when i started off and doing this side project stuff i created a site called shop ireland and that was a kind of basic affiliate site it just worked like amazon but mm -hmm. it showed showed the prices in euro and it had a bit of Irish branding and a bit of support as well. So the people in Ireland could actually contact somebody that would be in the same country and see things from the same perspective as them. How did you figure out to, to make something like that? Um, I'll admit it wasn't really, uh, it was kind of an accident in a sense in that I was interested in the technology and how to build it. Uh, I was learning about PHP, learning about SEO and how APIs work. Um, and Amazon has an excellent API for products. So I thought, well, that's a massive amount of information. I can see what I can do with that. But the thing I'm actually most interested in, first of all, what was it that drew you to to wanting to read Just Fucking Ship in the first place? You sound like someone who, who knows how to make stuff happen. I've been following the tweets and the emails, from mostly from Amy, over the past, I think, year, maybe two, year and a half or so. Um, I like the way... She talks about branding and launching things, and it's, it really cuts through the bullshit in her approach. Um, that's something that's resonated with me for a while. Uh, I guess at the same time, I've, I've been working full-time uh, for the past four years. Prior to that, I was self-employed for about six years, and I felt maybe a bit of an urge to get back into that kind of living. Mm -hmm. And that's still maybe with me, that feeling that I wanted to control my own time a bit more. So having, having read the book, um, which... Mind you, is you know, this is actually one of the first conversations that I'm having with someone uh, in our audience, specifically talking about just fucking ship. Folks have heard a lot from people who have 
taken 30 by 500. And it sounds like you've, you've been following along the the unicorn free playbook in a lot of ways uh, and, and figuring out how to build and launch. So before we even get into that, I'm curious what it was about Just Fucking Ship that got you going in that direction. I think it was um, it was that kind of fuck it moment that you talk about sometimes mm -hmm. where I'd been I'd been seeing what other people do for quite a while. Um, there was a great course that was run online by um, Relly Annett Baker last year called um, Write Up. And it's I just saw it on Twitter. It captured my imagination as something you can do through email. It was a, an email long course on writing. And it had never occurred to me that you could leverage email in that way before. So that, that was something also in my mind. Whenever the book came across then, um, I had been looking for a way to do it, just to, to kick it off. And for, for me, writing the book in 24 hours was quite inspiring. And I guess it just triggered something in me at that point. When I read that, I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to do it. First thing is, I'll actually read how to do it. So I'll buy this book. It might set out some rules or something to follow. And it did. It gave me a structure. Uh, it, it talked about maybe creating the mise-en-place before getting into actually launching products, uh, doing it in small chunks. And I've taken that approach that I learned from the book in terms of actually building the site bit by bit, uh, small atomic chunks. Um, I started off with just literally a blog post. Uh, the homepage didn't even have any mechanism for showing like listings of what was on the site. I just manually put the link into the page. Uh, and then gradually over the month or two, I've been adding in more features, making it work across you know, RSS and building out the site, adding better design and more blog posts. So over the first month or two, I guess we're talking January, February or so, take me through some of the steps. You said you started with just one blog post on what sounds like a, a super duper Flintstone website. In terms of context here, I've been in blogging for a couple of years at different in different ways. I started blogging on my own personal site at hop.ie and through that I guess I kind of did a safari-ish kind of thing in that I tried ideas and saw what worked and what didn't and that encouraged me to write certain types of posts that I knew people would like so that was the background to, to starting this project. Um, technically then with this site I, I set up a, a Jekyll based website, which is like static pages that generates normal HTML and CSS, threw it up onto GitHub, attached a URL to it. And to go from that to actually getting momentum and actually getting traffic, there's a few steps involved. Um, first thing was to, well, pick a topic. And I have been thinking about CSS in general, but it's such a big topic that I couldn't possibly take it on and write anything useful about such a big topic in itself. But within that, I've been doing a lot of writing about creating uh, examples of CSS that are animated. So it seemed more interesting to boil it down to a more specific topic like that. So I had a list going of thoughts of different things I could cover. I just picked one of them, which happened to be a, a Twitter fave animation. I put together a post for that, um, explained how to make the animation in the post. And then to get it out there, I well, firstly put it online and then contacted some mailing lists that I know. There are, I mean, there's all sorts of mailing lists around, but for my kind of posts, I would talk to sites like uh, CSS Weekly or Web Design Weekly. Um, they're always looking for good stuff to feature. So the first step was to get in touch with them and say, hey, look, I've written the post. Do you want to, sh to talk about it in your next newsletter? And that's, that's, for me, a great way to just suddenly reach a quick audience. 
That's awesome. I want to go back to one thing you said that was really interesting and, and see if you can dig into it a little bit more for me. You said that uh, when you've been blogging for a while before you started this project, you were sort of uh, trying things out and writing about different things and seeing what got the most response, seeing what people uh, actually seemed to like. Did you notice any patterns in what worked well and and what was it? How did you know? The kind of things people liked were things that had a very clear visual goal of creating, an, say, a demonstration or example. Um, ideally, something that was a, a bit of a wow factor. There are two types of posts I do, really. There, there are types of posts that have something that's a bit out there. Like I made a 3D Mac Plus using just CSS and HTML. It can turn and animate. And people would look at that and say, well, how on earth is that done? And so the blog post talks about it, breaks it down into steps. And then the second type of post is more practical. It's something like if you want to show items in a list on a web page, what is the process to actually build that and to do it well and to animate it as well if you want? And that's something people will use. I don't think people are going to use 3D CSS Mac Pluses on their pages. <laughs> but everybody you know, has lists of things to show. So there are two different types of posts. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what's what's uh, what I love about this, and, and you sort of happened upon something that we teach very discreetly and specifically within 30 by 500 is, I mean, you're creating e-bombs, whether you, whether you knew it or not at the time. Uh, and the thing that defines an e-bomb is delivering a fix, that it actually solves a problem. And one of the cool things that I like about what you just described is even in the sort of conceptual, you know, you know, how does this work? How does this impressive sort of crazy thing work? You set up a question that either they didn't know they had, um, or you, you know, connected to a, you know, I do have a question. I have a list and I want to be able to animate the way mm. it flies in and things like that. And the job of that blog post is to get them that, that answer is so that they can do it on their own. If it doesn't have a fix, it's not an e-bomb. And the reason that those fixes are so valuable is that's where you start getting uh, not just traction where people are going to read it and maybe apply it, but then they say, wow, Donovan can actually help. Like he showed me how to do something. I understand it now. I could go do that. I wonder what else he's got for me. So you very intuitively pulled that out of what seemed to be working best, but you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of something that, that we teach our students every day. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. That's great to hear. Yeah. It's incredibly interesting how hard it can be to get people to narrow and focus and get specific. Another thing you did very intuitively, saying CSS is too broad, let me zero in on animation. And it sounds like even within that, it's a very practical animation, which is which is really great. And you shipped, I mean, how many blog posts over, over a month or two? I aimed for once every week. I didn't quite hit every week, but I, I got up seven or eight posts uh, before I launched the product. Great, and were you collecting email addresses uh, for for a mailing list as well, right, right from the start. Yeah, the first thing I did was to put a sign up form, and then I was putting out an update every week. So when you dropped a new blog post, it was yeah. another email say, "Hey, I've got another new thing for you," and that starts to build and build and build. So the people that got the that first taste of your Mac Pro how to the following week, maybe it's a little more practical, and you can come back and and tell them that. 
That's right, yeah. And each week then they get an update for what I'm working on at the moment. And at the same time, I could put in a subtle hint that I'm working on a different product and that kind of thing to build interest before launching it. At this point, you know, where, where are we in time? You read Just Fucking Ship in December. It sounds like we're in February or so. Yeah. And you started this more or less from, you had been blogging for a while, but did you have a mailing list before you started this uh, CSS animation series, or this was was this built from the ground up? Pretty much from the ground up. I I had tried before with a site called LearnSome, and again the problem of starting too vague was this site was meant to be a site about online sort of CSS type topics, things that might be interesting, but it never really focused on any one specific topic. So in a year, I think I had maybe two hundred subscribers on the mailing list. Versus this more more narrow specific version, what did you what did you see this time? Uh, I imported those to start off, and then. After eight posts, it's up to about 1,800. Wow. And in just six weeks or so, so a consistent posting schedule. Um, much, yeah. And you were, you were also being strategic. You weren't just hitting publish and then sitting back. And... I think that was the biggest thing, yeah. Uh, the, the, every time a new post comes out, I would make sure that I scheduled an email for the next morning that would then start off a process where it would launch the email. I would tweet about it. I would maybe contact a few people that have had a back and forth with on Twitter in the past and say, by the way, did you see this? And that got momentum up. I, I noticed it helped. I think a lot of people have a an anxiety about doing that where, you know, if I'm sending that, basically that machine happens every week. Did anybody get sort of annoyed and say, hey, stop sending me this stuff? No. Of maybe 100,000 people that have visited the site, I have seen two negative comments and both of them were on Reddit. So it didn't really matter anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's great. It's all been, I mean, you've been out there, you've been helpful, and generally speaking, Reddit notwithstanding, when you're helping people, you're met with, with warm reception. Absolutely. And, and even if it's, even if the, you know, the, the less more positive ones have actually turned out to be quite helpful in some ways. People have offered solutions to problems they've seen or maybe thought something wasn't done in the right way and offered an alternative, which is very constructive. That's that's great to hear. So you've got, 18, I think you said 1,800 or so subscribers um, up on your list, and then you start putting together a product. So take me through what sort of led you from this collection of blog posts to an actual product that you could you thought you could sell. Well, I'd imagined back in Christmas that I was going to write a book. And that was the initial goal that I'd get together my, my previous posts and put together a book that would talk about the entire topic of CSS animation. Uh, pretty quickly into it, though, I realized that it was quite even just even a narrow niche like that is quite a big topic to cover in a book. And I wasn't really ready to do to commit to that yet, which is what brought, brought in mind the example I mentioned earlier from from Relly, who published a, an email course over the, over the course of one month. I thought I could do more with that and try out on a basic level how to teach people the introductory concepts about what are transitions and what are animations and where might you want to use them. So that started me off thinking about making an email course. Um, at that point, it was really a question of making a landing page and working out a strategy for launching that landing page with a blog post at the same time that I could then direct people to the page and see how people they respond. I, and this is really interesting that the thought was a book which has a bunch of connotations to it in terms of scale and formatting and even design and typesetting and all these things. Sure. But you had this bit of inspiration to say, wait a second, there's a sim potentially a simpler version of this. If I'm just focusing on getting people started with some really important basics, how many, how many parts were in this email course that you were putting together? 
it's, it's made up of four main topics spread over four weeks. And the way I'm thinking is I'll have one email each day, five emails then per week. And within that time, just cover in a, in a, in a gradual way to cover the entire topic from zero to basically a solid understanding of what transitions are. Cool. So uh, in total, about 20... 20 emails. 20 yep. emails, 20 little little units. Um, but compare that to a book, which could easily swell. I mean, even if it, even if those were, were you know a few pages a piece, you're already thinking about, okay, now I'm thinking about like 100, 120, maybe 150 pages. Mm. Um, it starts adding up really fast. But the thing I love about, about email courses, uh, both as a medium and a way to actually reach people, also a, a, a style of writing. We write emails all day long. And some of us, I, I hope, write <laughs> emails where we're trying to be helpful. So, so you can write, I think, in a different style. There's a different... Um, it's just like a, a different way of writing an email than you would a book. Did you see something similar to that when, when you were sitting down and actually write the course? Definitely. Yeah, it's it's easier, I felt, to, to connect. I felt uh, while I was writing, I imagined I was writing to someone I know and telling them what they need to know to understand the topic. So there's more of a direct, I felt like anyway, more of a direct connection in terms of writing a conversational tone. Cool. So the you put together sort of a landing page for this. How did the landing page actually describe and people can go and, and see this now i presume it's at sure uh, css animation dot rocks that's right yep why don't you take me through some of the components how did how how did you decide and what did you actually put on that landing page a big part of it one of, one of the other books i read over christmas was authority by, mm -hmm. by nathan barry and he sets out very clearly the goals of the landing page in terms of describing the the pain describing the problem uh, offering a solution to that and then a call to action and then some sort of social proof in terms of maybe quotes from somebody or uh, links to, to validate my expertise in the area and then a call to action again. And I followed that basic structure. And it sounds like it worked. So how did your launch actually go? It was, it was great. I was quite surprised, actually. Um, my initial goal going out was that if, if I could get 10 people to sign up in the first month and in the first week, it's went quite a lot past that. It was closer to, I think, 55 signups within the first week. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's carried on. It, it's, it has dipped in the middle of the month, um, but I've been continually putting out the bombs each week and talking to more people and, and getting word out about the course. Um, and coming up to the end of the month now, I think it's, just checking the stats here, it's about yep, 121 signups. That's awesome. That's so great. Uh, I have two questions for you. One is going to be about what you were saying, keep putting out e-bombs. I want to I come back to that. But before I do, did you do anything leading up to the launch? Did people know that this was coming? Or was it just poof one day, hey, I've got something for you? How did you actually do that? I'm maybe a bit, I'm a bit shyer around this launch than I could have been. I did mention it in passing in a couple of emails. I, I had a by the way section at the end of each email that went out. And I used that to kind of test the water to see if, were people interested in this. So I, I don't know, but maybe there are better ways to do it. But um, I, I just hinted for a week or two beforehand. Sure. And then on the day itself, I, I worked the day on Twitter, really getting word out and making sure that um, as many people heard about it as I could. Well, and the nice thing about a launch is, well, there's two really nice things. One is even if you don't 
there's there's no points for perfection the only way to not really succeed is to not pull the trigger or launch at all so Mm. you know technique wise there's always things you can improve every launch has got things you can make better for the next time the fact that we even see some things that you can improve for the next time is is awesome i'd like to hear a little bit more about any correlation you see between you know the continuing publishing of blog posts and and new sales definitely um i think it's momentum that's the biggest thing i've seen in this um rather than maybe one big blog post that goes out once every month or two i've uh, which is closer to what i used to do with this time having weekly blog posts initially it was a bit more work to get the rhythm up but i found it has had a, a much more profound effect on the number of visitors and people are expecting an update regularly and they're looking forward to it and then coming into the site checking I think that works, yeah. Did you have any hesitations or reservations going into this? Absolutely. Uh, I was I was very nervous that it might work. <laughs> what would happen next? <laughs> tell, well, tell me about that. You were nervous that, like, is that the, like, what if I succeed? <laughs> now what? I, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's almost easier to think that maybe if it didn't work, uh, then no big deal. But um, I guess it was the fear, like, what if this really takes off? Then I've, you know, well, I would, I just never been in that situation before, so I didn't know how I'd react. Um, I have to say, though, it's been it's been fantastic. Um, I'm learning as I go, though, so I'll keep monitoring really how things go and trying new ideas. But so far, I'm quite pleased with the way it's going. And that's so great. The I'm curious if there's been any surprises along the way. Um, it sounds like. You've you've been trying things out and you've been getting generally positive response, but was there anything that really caught you off guard or went differently than you expected it to? Uh, I think when when you have the big initial week that in my case was surprising, I didn't expect quite so many signups initially. The following couple of weeks were a bit tougher because the momentum wasn't quite there yet and the initial rush, any early adopters had already jumped in. So it was relatively quiet for a couple of weeks. How do you push through that? In my case, I looked at the first week and knew that that, in my mind, was a success. If I'd had no more sales for the rest of the month, it was fine because it was launched, it was live. People were paying me money on the internet and expecting a great course at the end. So as far as I was concerned, there was nothing else to think about except get the course done. Uh, That helped me focus on getting to the end of the month and then starting the course. Where are you headed now? So you've you've got a product in the portfolio that's still making sales. You've got people going through the course now, right? Not yet. The course will start on Monday in a couple of days' time. Ah, that's very exciting. So that what's next maybe is you start hearing from people as they're actually going through. You start getting some some dialogue from, from the folks who you're actually helping. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm really looking forward to hearing how people get on. A, a big part of why I'm doing this is, is the the feeling of connecting with people and helping them understand a topic I find interesting. Um, that's going to be a big deal over the next month as I work with people through the course. And maybe who knows, it might influence the next course or new ideas or improvements for this one. But I look forward to hearing from them. What's something that you would say to someone who has not shipped a product like this before? What's If you could give one piece of advice, whether, and, and it could be something you learned in Just Fucking Ship, it could be something that you learned along the way. What's the one thing you would tell someone who hasn't done this yet, maybe is on the fence, they, they're like, oh, I'm not really sure, I want this, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really, I don't think I'm ready for this. What would you tell them? I think rather than jump in and try to make something really big and try to charge money necessarily for it or 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 just jump to the chase, 
if 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 you want to do something and get some momentum around it and get started in, in my experience anyway the best thing for me was just writing a blog post it's very low commitment easy to do you can stick it up on medium or create your own blog and put it there for me the biggest part was when people started talking about it and sharing it and i saw the visitor numbers go up um, a big part also of the writing is learning for me i just like learning new stuff and learning about css learning how to make cool things with css a big part of why i do that is because i want to learn how to do it and there's no better way to learn in my mind than by teaching or at least writing about what it is you're learning yeah i totally agree i i, th- I get better understanding of the things that i do when I put myself in a position to explain it to somebody else. So it makes me better. It makes them better. Everybody wins. Cool. Donovan, this has been so great. And I want to thank you again for, for taking what you learned, putting it into action. Uh, You you get all the benefits. We get to listen and watch uh, and enjoy your success. And I hope you keep us posted as you move forward. I want to hear when uh, you're nearing the end of this course how it went, what new things you learned, where you want to go forward from there. In the meantime, how can people that are listening to Stacking the Bricks uh, follow you, follow your work? Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Donovan H on Twitter. And you can find out about the course on cssanimation.rocks. That's super. All right, man, I'm going to let you get back to your day. and I'm going to head along with mine. This has been awesome. And thank you again so, so much. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for your time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right, I hope you learned a lot from Donovan's story. I was super inspired by it. And if you're inspired too and want to take some of your own work to the next level to ship products that people actually want to buy, you can take lessons from this podcast, mix it up with the things you'll learn in Amy's book, Just Fucking Ship. And until the end of October, we're offering 10% off. But just till the end of the month, there's new stuff on the way. If you buy now, not only do you get 10% off, but you do get updates in the next version. You can go to justfuckingship.com and use the code STACKER. S-T-A-C-K-E-R. It'll take 10% off either package, either the book itself at $19 or our premium package, which includes some extra templates and videos and things like that for you to uh, use and enjoy. That's $39. Both of those options, 10% off those prices with the code STACKER. So head over to JustFuckingShip.com, grab your own copy. When you do ship something, let us know what it is, let us know how it went, and maybe we get you on the show in a future episode. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you have an awesome week ahead. Keep on shipping, and I'll see you next time.